You kind of look like you kind of look like if uh, TJ from Recess grew up. Caleb, that's <laughs> the nicest thing that anyone's ever said to me. And we're recording, okay. so that's on tape, and I'm pretty stoked about it. That's going on I'm there. Gonna All right, welcome back run to with it. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to Three MFAers. I'm Caleb John Cushing, actor, writer, filmmaker, and now YouTuber, I guess. But we can talk about that later. Yes. Uh, Josh and Brandon, say hello. Hi. Hello. I'm uh, TJ Detweiler. Uh, no, I'm Brandon. <laughs> uh, I'm here in Toronto, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm also gonna start making YouTube videos, but only as responses to Caleb's videos. I would wow. honestly love that. I miss there was I don't know if you guys were on YouTube like 10 years ago, maybe. But there used to be a system where you could like respond yeah. with videos to other videos. But, I think you had, but then like you had wow. to be like one of the people who were uh, had the deals with YouTube, I think. Like, I don't think it was open, was it? I feel like I remember there being a period where it was because a big problem why they took that feature away was the reply girls. You know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes, I do. Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> the reply the girls. Reply? It was just like any time. So like you, if you made a YouTube video, you could also like there was an option to have like response videos where people would watch it and then make their own videos responding to what you were just like commenting on it or debating it to get a conversation going. And I think it was back when YouTube was tr like experimenting with like implementing different social media features. Um, but what happened was like models or like girls who wanted to be models would just like, po like any video that was popular, they would just like film themselves, like looking really cute. And then that would be the thing. And then it, YouTube just got flooded with those. And then they were like, all right, we got to shut this down, <laughs> which sucks. Cause it was a cool, I'm sorry. Anyway, so they're, they're essentially they're essentially those little fish that like cling on to sharks and just take yes, a ride and like yeah, feed that's off exactly of the, very they're parasites. I thought they're a scourge. On. I thought you said cling on sharks and that was way scarier. Wow, now that would be really scary. Guys, With laser beams the on ultimate their heads, predator. <laughs> cling on shark. Fuck, I want that to be um, the new Star Trek. Call uh, Josh here. Sorry. No, it's sorry. okay. You guys can. No, no, no. Josh, go. <laughs> uh, hey guys, how you doing? It's Josh. Um, <laughs> We're in our living, my living room, and I'm doing good. I'm doing a-okay, fighting the good fight. Fighting the good I fight. Would, I would say. Bravo to you. So, um, you had a nice, a nice long conversations and dialogue with um, some family members. So, you know, but I'm excited to be here. You know, and I'm. This is actually like a great highlight. So, I, I think I just said that like I'm a guest. A little, a little I'm bit. I'm excited to be here yeah, every week a little bit. <laughs> and all these weeks forward. We're sitting in your living room and you're like, thank you for having me. This is like all of your equipment. Right, and also like you, you produce it, you edit it. <laughs> like, Yeah, right. Yeah. You do like a lot of the work and you're like, but I'm just so grateful to, no, but I do. I, this is also, I look forward to this every week. It's like definitely a highlight of my yeah, week uh, right now as well. And especially, I don't know what, like I've been getting more and more uh, jacked up to see each movie each week. Yeah, you know, definitely because we don't watch shit like Legend anymore. See, why is Legend yeah, the first thing that comes to your head? Not Purple you, Rain, Josh. Dark Tower. Thank you. I hate you so much. Josh just got Purple so angry Rain again. is the <laughs> answer. I saw it happen in his face. <laughs> don't group the Dark Tower in with Purple Rain, first of all. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> I love it how, how we each three have a movie that's like not okay how much do i have to apologize like how often am i gonna have to apologize for purple rain i feel every like every time I, you bring up another movie that's yeah, e like qual yeah. quantitatively better than that's the thing now because <laughs> of what happened with purple rain, every time you try to bring down another movie we're just gonna bring that up
You know that I still I don't care. That album's great. I really oh, like yeah. the Nobody's album. I really that. like the music. Nobody's arguing that at all. Okay. Well, you know, I just feel like for the record, listeners, if uh, you don't know what the hell we're talking about, there's an entire podcast Go back to three. that is just this. <laughs> um, us, me and Josh, freaking out about Purple Rain, and then Caleb being like, "Eh, Purple Rain." Oh yeah. <laughs> the every, the the music videos were all really good. It's just that there's an hour of other <laughs> stuff in that movie that is bad. <laughs> oh, it's so. Funny. It's on Netflix. If you guys want to watch, it's on Netflix. I think still. So funny. Um, I did. I did. I will say, Brandon. Like, I have really enjoyed too. I was talking to my best friend um, in LA, Derek Vandermillen, who's hopefully subscribed now. I told him to. <laughs> um, uh, hope he's being safe because LA's being shit on right now. Mm. And by Aunt Corona. Um, and he was saying, we were talking about movies and like, I was kind of expressing how I've kind of loved this podcast because I've seen so many movies that I wouldn't normally have sat down and actually physically watched, even though, you know, it doesn't matter if you're renting them or whatever. It's still a, a good, you know, a good time to see something different. And so thank you, Caleb, for yeah, and- <laughs> opening my eyes to like these, you know, types of movies like, you know, white material, the whaling, even who's a house. And I'm really, ex- and because of that, I'm really excited about next week and I'm really, really <laughs> giddy. So I can't wait for next week, but, <laughs> but thank you. Yeah. I've really loved and, it. Well, and again. I think that's, it's, it's been really interesting. And, um, I don't know if this is one of those things that's stuck in your guys head. Uh, but we are trying to talk about more school stuff and, uh, you know, try to give more information and knowledge that we can share. So one of the things that stuck in my head going into this podcast was, uh, were you guys there when Alec Baldwin came in and we were in, I don't know, second year, first year, can't remember, but yes. the, the first time, yes. the first time he came in and talked to us and he said that thing about, um, he was, first. he was talking about boss baby, I think, but he was saying first, he was saying he just <laughs> wanted to work every day, you know, at the time, but yeah. that he would watch right. a movie. Yeah, yeah every night or as many movies as he could to stay inspired or do, you know, try to watch some art or so that's one of the things that stuck in my head when we we're going to this podcast. And, and as we're watching new stuff every week, it is very inspiring and it keeps that artistic fire going. And, and I don't know, definitely changed uh, the way I've looked at a lot of things, changed the way I'm looking at different projects. And yeah, it's uh mm-hmm. it's great because it's not just me watching the same fucking movies that I'm watching over and over again. It was up to me. I want to watch a night's right. tale 12 weeks in a row. And, uh, I'm waiting for the redux. I'm waiting for him to just be like, you know what? Fuck, it. I don't have anything this week. We're doing nights. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, on on top of that, and it's yeah. I talking about the craft more and more. You kind of start to understand that. Like, I just had this whole conversation, but everybody having an opinion. Everybody's entitled <laughs> to their own opinions, and this is just three, you know, three friends who went to the same master's program, talking about movies, all sorts of movies, and kind of how it pertains to whatever, right? Yeah. It's all our opinion. It's, it's opinion, all... but it is informed opinion. And I think that's what Ex- separates it. Right. You know, cause we all do have that education mm-hmm. and I can, and there's, and there's a level of, you can go see a movie for entertainment purposes, just to like get away and escape and whatever, but watch watching these movies for the podcast. It's been fun to kind of get a, a an inside look of like how a, a critic, so to speak, when they go review movies, how they sit down and actually objectively watch the movie. Well, and you know, I also think that because they're working while they're watching the movie. Well, and that, I, I also think know? that for the three of us, when we're talking about movies, we're breaking it down, uh, especially when we're talking about script and things like that. We forget that we fall into a pattern that we were in for 
aside from all the other work that we were doing together at school, we did a, we worked on a one single show for two years, you know, and broke down that script over and yes. over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. So, <laughs> you know, it's a, we have that, um, that dialogue already, that way of speaking, uh, where we know what we're trying to say, you know, and we have three different perspectives that we can mold together and, you know, so yeah, I think it's really helpful. Definitely. Yeah. So this has been awesome and I can't wait to get everything up and running in the sense of getting the more viewers and yeah. everybody. Ooh, if you like this, partaking. share it with your friends. Please. Can I, yeah, can I throw out an idea that I'm going to forget? So I'm going to need you guys to remind me of later. I'm not making this as a choice, but at some point I'd like to watch that movie. Oh Caleb, uh, a boy with a boy and his dog. Is that what it was called? Oh yeah. We can. Yeah. Do just as a throwback to bird song. Cause that was when, when you told me to watch that, that, really filled out oh, the right. vision of yeah, yeah. so it's like i don't know uh, anyways uh total side thing but the boy and his dog is a really fucked up movie but it's <laughs> great <laughs> i like it a lot um well it's i also want to watch um you know C- caleb has a video on youtube <laughs> about him rating like giving his his thoughts of the best movies of the decade and i very thankfully have seen more than half which is which is cool, actually. Like, it's a lot of the foreign films I haven't seen. Um, but there's a there's two movies called um, Raid. The Raid. The Raid. The Raid and The whoa, Raid whoa, whoa, Two whoa. are the best okay. action movies wait, of the decade. So I, I haven't been amazing. able to watch it yet. So wait, did they wait? Did you split it up or just top ten? I did every movie from 2010 to 2019 that I rated five stars, which is 22. Dope of them. And then did you pick so, a top one out of that? Yeah, like so, it's kind of loose. Mad Max, of um, course. Mad, the way he talks about Mad, Mad Max, Max is on there. Is like, was, it number, was it number one? Mad <laughs> Max is fantastic. My, fa- I, it was like sort of loose. I, I didn't. It's not like a, a set order, but my my favorite, I think, is the Social Network from David Fincher and Aaron Sorkin. See, if um, I was gonna guess, I was either gonna say that or um, uh, fuck, not Alive. God damn it! What is it? The one with is it uh. The alien arrival. arrival. Thank you. You knew exactly what I was. Yes, arrivals on there yeah. too. Yeah, it's I like arrival. That, that would have been my guess though as the number one for you. Out of those two, um, it, it was it's close. It's up there for sure. I like you know, I it's a lot of stuff, a lot of popular stuff. Like I liked her a lot. I liked <sighs> Birdman so a lot. Um, the favorite, <laughs> I think that Parasite's incredible. I think that that's like one of the best things mm-hmm. ever, honestly. Um, but Social Network, just because I've seen it so many fucking times, it's it's <laughs> so good. I mean, it holds up incredibly well. I'm Sorkin, like, yeah. I mean, it's Sorkin, it's Fincher, it's Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross doing that fucking score, baby. Nine inch. Well, that's what I think we were talking about that the other day where uh, I was reading a whole thing where Sorkin, you know, came in to rewrite the script and then was like, I like what they did. So please, please, please promise me you'll keep their names on. And then they all got nominated and everything. And like, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's great because it's funny because it shows a lot of Caleb's personality. (laughs) <laughs> there's a mean? shot of him at the very beginning with his like umbrella hood oh, the video thing. i thought you meant the social network no the video. I was like, <laughs> you think I'm a fucking <laughs> asshole no i don't know no, no no the video yeah i would be curious brandon if you do get a chance to watch yeah, it i'll watch it um, after this you let me know what you think yeah. and if you have any rebuttals because josh was like i forget what you said you said something really funny <laughs> i forget I, like, I mean i can look at the text i just it, but it got me thinking, like, because we talked about maybe doing something for the podcast, mm. right? Like a video thing. And it would be interesting, to, I don't know, with an hour, hour 20, depending, how we could splice together. Because, Caleb, you said you 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 put individual, each individual um, review Yeah, I was just messing together. with that. I, I got Final Cut Pro, uh, the free trial. So I was just 
messing with that. And so it's just, yeah, you, I was like layering audio tracks and doing video oh. stuff. And there's like, obviously like a lot of room for improvement. Cause it was my first time doing any of that. I don't usually edit my own things, Well, but I also know, for, I mean, for the listeners, we'll th- I'll throw it up on all our social medias after this and, and our YouTube page, if you're down with that, Caleb. Yeah, yeah. of course. So I just, yeah, Thank I mean, you. I already have the link, so I'll, th- I'll throw it but up. But it's something that we could like, because I know we talked about like recording ourselves, recording the the podcast. But I I think also it would be interesting to do like almost like the trailer esque version of while we talk about certain things of the movie mm-hmm. to like have those scenes up on YouTube as people are listening to it in case they haven't seen it. You know, I don't know if we want to figure out our whole plan for what we're doing on air. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this might be a more a conversation. Yeah. Oh, right. But I do. It was interesting. It was oh, yeah. interesting. It was interesting, though. Like I, I spent like a whole afternoon doing this thing and you watch it and it's not like I'm not saying I did anything like visually incredible. You know, it's all very basic stuff, but it takes a lot of time to like find all your files and then like convert them and like put them into the program. It's like- and then immediately fucking when i upload it youtube's like blocked why for a copyright uh, did you claim. Use songs? <laughs> copyright. Or, yeah. yeah well so what it is is i had to go in and see because there was a bunch of like they t- like i used a lot of like music to underscore right. what i was talking about and youtube like is like you can't make money off this because this is other people's thing and i'm not trying like that's yeah. fine like i'm not I'm in a place where i'm trying to make money off of that but then there was there's a move there's one anime movie on the list and toho was like footage from our movie blocked <laughs> and so i had to file i had to like write up a whole fucking dispute like you can like dispute yeah. it and then um i think if you root i think it's automatic detection so they they flagged oh, it right but then i disputed it and it's like okay like we'll put it back up for now but toho has 30 days essentially to argue but they haven't yet. and also like so, it, uh, i mean that's the thing you're just promoting the movie yeah that's what i'm know? saying it's, it's fair like- use because i'm criticizing <laughs> but i you know i say that but i'm really just like these are all my favorite i'm trying to like get people to watch your no, shit no, but, but, but that's the thing it is fair use right because it's a review or, or a yeah. criticism so it's not yeah you should be fine i know it, fall, it definitely it falls under fair use but people don't care what exactly <laughs> does that mean care. fair use copyright law means that if you're either significantly changing the source material or using it for educational or art criticism purposes, then you're allowed to like use it in your videos, which I think it, that definitely oh, yeah. falls under. For I mean, sure. it's not like we're trying to say, Hey, watch this clip, pay $5. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like pay me to see this movie. You know what I mean? I'm not like uploading the whole movie for free. It's like clips from the trailer and one of the songs that I really like from it. Yeah. yeah. But they're like, no, <laughs> so fast. So fast. YouTube's fucked. But they, so far, it's still up in the. I think it was just an automatic detection thing, and I filled out my whole thing, and it seems. Well, I, I had that the other day with a, an Instagram post that I put up, and it was a, uh, you know, it was an edited thing, and it had a song in the edit that they mm-hmm. flagged. So it was like your video's been flagged in like five out of whatever a hundred and something countries, and then you look down the list, yeah. and I couldn't even figure out which countries it was flagged in, like. It wasn't Canada, wasn't the U.S. Like, you know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, if it's not Canada, the U.S. Right. I, I, wh- well, that was the thing too. You, is it was like, like it was so weird. I same thing, Brandon. Because when I like one of the, uh, I had to rearrange some clips. Uh, the lighthouse is also on the list, and I had to rearrange a clip because I made fun of, not made fun of, but I put a little thing of Willem Dafoe doing his Green Goblin yeah. in there, and then that spider-man clip is like locked in europe it's so yeah it's, it's, so it's like, like it was a so like germany said i couldn't upload my video because there's a thing with the green goblin in it which isn't even what i'm no, talking that's the about thing. so it's just it was like, like i think it was like like the song that i was using was like fine in uh england but it wasn't fine in like france or something 
And I was like, that's that's mm-hmm. fine. So I can keep the video up and it's not gonna get played in fans, whatever. Like it's it's cool. Like I get it, and that's fine, that's their rules, but it's they take they take down but the now, whole video originally. Yeah. Because yeah. it's blocked in France or whatever, like whatever one country. So it's just it's a weird yeah. thing, right? I understand if it's blocked in your country yeah. and they take the video down right away. But I don't know. I also don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I gotta look into all this way it's more. It's very complicated. Yeah. It is it is very confusing. Oh, I miss the simple days where somebody could just make a stupid video about cupcakes <laughs> or shoes. Or cats. <laughs> or cats. Like imagine if you were the yeah, first I miss guy. old YouTube. <laughs> Do you House House was the first cat video? <laughs> no, but you when the scene of the cat playing the piano and is House, that the, fir- the no, first cat it's meme. not. That's insane. It is nineteen seventy seven. Can you think of an, an earlier one? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Three cat meme. I guess the Egyptian hieroglyphs, maybe. Like, <laughs> the first cat meme. The, the Sphinx. <laughs> That's true. I mean, if you go way back. Yeah. If you go OG. The Sphinxes. If you go back far enough, everything's been done. <laughs> Every story's been told. Um, Nothing is original. Yeah. Watch Rick well, and Morty. S- speaking <laughs> of originals, uh, great movie. Watched it this morning. Gerald and Bob. <laughs> Uh, oh, what did you say? I uh, watched a great movie this morning for the podcast, Jailed and Bob. Jailed and Bob. Oh, he watched a completely different yeah, movie. Yeah, I don't think that was the right no, one. No, I'm, I'm just joking. Give us the plot synopsis. We watch. No, I want to hear the no, plot synopsis. I want to hear what happens in this movie. In, in Jailed and Bob? Uh, yeah, and Jailed and Bob. I didn't have the rest of the bit set up. I don't know. I don't do that. So, you got it. If you, you go, have bro, to, uh, it's yes and. If you come in with a setup, I'm going to be like, okay, fill this premise out it's improv. i'm bailing i told you which you still have to fucking watch you still have to watch middle edition shorts i'm I, upset well, at you because i know you would have told me well, you you're did. right you're right we would have had that conversation <laughs> for the record the only reason i've yet to watch it is because we saw it on broadway so it's just not you, as pressing I that's all watch watch the second one it's called lost i'm gonna Magic, watch them all pro- it's it's incredible I'm def- but i start with that one because it's the best i'm gonna one, watch them all like- i'm just stuck in the middle of snowpiercer right now and it's amazing Oh, real quick! Real quick, I did watch episode three of Mystic Quest, Brandon, about the Nazis and the hate groups. Oh my god! And that was getting better. That was funny. So, so I'll keep you posted. Please do, please do, especially when you get to. I think it's either it's either episode four or five. I think it's five, but it's like a short film. You'll see. I think you're gonna love it. That's what you said, and I can't wait. I'll let you know. Yeah. (laughs) So all right. So anyway, sorry, back to what we're doing. So I, it was my turn. Yes. And yes. I had us all watch a movie called Harold and Maude. It's a cult classic from 1971. It's Hal Ashby's second most famous movie, I would say, after being there. Um, it tells the story of Harold, which is a, a young, rich boy living in San Francisco who is obsessed with the idea of death and stages suicides for attention. Uh, and he meets an old woman Maud, played by Academy Award winner Ruth Gordon, in one of my favorite performances of Did all time. Did she win for this? And they've for uh, Rosemary's Baby a couple years before. Okay. This. Okay. Oh, and that's oh, a great. Okay. That's a <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I was just I was <laughs> right? hoping so, yeah. that she had been nominated for this. That's all. I don't think I don't think so. this movie didn't do well when it came out. But anyway, so what did you guys think? <laughs> you want to go first, Josh? Sure. Um. Okay. It's a cult classic. I. <sighs> <laughs> I can see where the humor is okay. because of dichotomy and I love, and we haven't used that word in a long time. Um, the first scene I was like, Oh, this is really cool. And before I, <laughs> when the fir- his first little stunt happens, <laughs> I was like, Oh wow. I was like, Oh, this is dark. Oh, it's a dark. And then, and then with, and then with the, uh, and then when his mom reacts, I was like, Oh, okay. But I kind of just, 
I felt it was cool because it was just kind of the same. Like it just it was a lot of these stunts and then the interactions with Maude and when she finally comes in, I thought it was great. Um, I mean, my my favorite thing of the whole movie was the the, the soundtrack and the music. Cat Stevens, the, baby, it was great. I love music. The music. Fantastic. Uh, it was fantastic and it really told the story. Um, and I'll get into a lot more of my stuff, but I not my cup of tea. But I can <laughs> I look forward to talking about it. That's okay. That's you know? all right. Um. Ready? Yeah, so I uh, going into it, I did not have any expectations or or anything. Uh, I liked that it was ninety minutes, so that was a good start. Like going into it, I was like, okay, cool, cool, cool. This is very palatable. That's great. Um, it when it started, like Josh said, that that first scene is crazy, and I was like, okay, great, love it. I'm interested. Let's see where this goes. The first like, I the first like half an hour, I was interested. I liked what was happening, but I didn't know where it was going, and it was starting to lose me. Then he meets Maude, and I'm like, okay, this is great, hilarious. You know, the second half an hour of the movie, the middle uh, third was getting better and better and very funny. The last third, which I think, like, Caleb, you expected this is where I was going to go with it. The last third got me. Got me. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, I'm definitely a sucker for that stuff, but I see why it's a cult classic. It got me. It was way more emotional. Than I thought it was going to be way more visceral. Um, yeah. And, and kept on um, subverting my expectations, which was nice, especially mm-hmm. for a movie that was, when was this made? The seventies, 70 something. 71. So um, um, the kid, by the way, I don't, should I know who it is? Bud Court. Uh, he was like famous for a while in that era of like, yeah, you know, yeah. he was in a lot of Roger Altman movies. Uh, he hasn't really done anything, although he was Josh, the dad. He and- was the dad. So Josh and I watched this movie like the same night we hung out and watched white material called, but I'm a cheerleader. It's like a very famous cult lesbian okay. movie. Great and movie, Brandon. Check it out. It's very, it's on the criterion channel. It's got Natasha Leone in the okay. lead. Um, Honestly, I should have requested so it's a, that for a it's comedy. A, so it's a little older as well. It's eh? In 90, 90 something. Okay. It's a 1990. Um, uh, but he plays like the dad <laughs> in it and he's fucking hysterical. So that was, I was wondering if yeah. well, that's what I, I was but wondering anyway, if he was uh, a guy that I recognized as an adult. I just kind of assumed, but well, it's funny because his picture on like when you search his name <laughs> is kind of serial killer esque. Yeah. No, no, Tino Shade. Like I'm not trying to like, <laughs> but it's like he with the because his beard isn't full and like it's the thin. Yeah. Lock he has the, the baby hair. face, but like the weird the beard also. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very it's like in between, yeah. like a, a child and an adult. Yeah. I see well, uh, anyway. <laughs> so at the beginning, I it was one of those movies where yeah, I think if you only watch the first twenty minutes and he's you know the character is stuck where the character is and the actor is doing a very good job keeping that range small. And then Mm -hmm. as it breaks open, I mean, I thought he was doing a phenomenally unique job by the end of it. Like that is him. Nobody else is ever going to do it like that. He was so calm and comfortable in himself. His private moments were fantastic. So we talked about this before. We're going to try to explain stuff. My bad. A private moment is (laughs) um, an acting thing. It's an acting, uh, not activity, fucking, uh, I don't know, lesson and exercise. exercise. Thank you, Caleb. Sorry. It's, <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> it's 10 in the morning. I haven't slept a lot. Um, so it's an acting exercise where you go and create a private moment on stage in front of a bunch of people. And the idea is to be comfortable and private in yourself while in front of other people. And it's, it's the practice of working on that. I thought that this kid had a lot of moments as the character, especially all those moments 
right before he fakes these death scenes and stuff that were very private and calm <laughs> and not rushed. And it was just yeah. very impressive how innately himself and the character it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, will, I mean, I will add that like for the, the use of the private moment, it's always, it's just so you can kind of like the, set, uh, the circle of concentration, right? You're trying to block everything out and you're trying to act as if you were by yourself. For his for the stuff with the the death scene, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> Caleb mess, uh, and chime in, Caleb, whenever you feel like. Sure. But so the first thing we're talking about is he's he's at this church and he or his like living room or this for this room in his house, this huge house, and he hangs himself. <laughs> yeah. And, and, <laughs> and it's right away like that. The shot opens up with just at his feet. You don't see his head or anything like that. Lights, candles, and then. <laughs> With the it's it's with the with the layering of music that's a little bit maybe a little bit up tempo whatever and all of a sudden boom he hangs his mom comes in looks at him and then makes a phone call and I literally said the TV I was like what the fuck you know and yeah. so he goes through this life being like faking his own deaths and the first thought I thought the the first thing I thought was that he was a ghost that he was like a legit it's like oh a, like a side it's like, a thing. like is he already dead like Casper yeah yeah, yeah totally like and Casper. I was like. Maybe he's just a spirit that occupies this world, but his he never left, and his mom doesn't know that he's a ghost, you know. But then it's like the the wrist being slit in the bathroom, there's blood everywhere, blood and everywhere. she's like, "I'm just tired of this," so he has to go with <laughs> go to a therapist. Yeah. And then the the floating dead man float while she's swimming. I'm just gonna go through all of them because which whatever. will very quickly that yeah. was real by the way. Whoa. He actually he held, held his breath, breath in that float because it so looked, they could get the shot. Wow, because it looked like a, a, a fake body. No, the they didn't have the budget for a fake body or like an oxygen thing or anything. So he was like floating in that pool while his mom, the actress who played his mom, did the lap and everything, which I thought was fucking That's amazing. amazing. It's amazing. And I wonder how like, many times there, I, I want, just like, <laughs> he's just like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I also, I also wonder, like, yeah, they must have just gotten one of those shots. And they're like, we'll use it. We'll find. Get, catch a breath. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, because then subsequently, Ryan and I decided to see how long we we could hold our breath. Mm, you know that's my favorite one of my favorite games like it when there's like underwater scenes in movies you like hold your breath for as long as they do to see if it's like actually right and it never works and from a family <laughs> well it's funny because from a family of scuba diver like my grandfather was a master scuba diver taught all of us okay it's something that you can train you can train your lungs to you know you have to be able to it's it's gradual it's interval right it's oh. not just yeah, you, you can't, can't just go, go in there. <laughs> yeah. um so anyway and then like his mom's like, oh, I'm going to get, you're going to be married or whatever. And then like, and then he sets himself on fire, but then he's self-immolation and he commits seppuku. It's just, oh, this, this, the Japanese ritual. It's called Hari Kiri. Who's Harry Kiri? And then he <laughs> fucking stabs himself with the, with the knife. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're jumping around and we're going through kind of everything, but I, if we can go back to the beginning for a minute, I yeah. love that opening scene because, um, have you guys seen the graduate? Yeah, of course. I feel like in a lot of ways, this is a very similar movie aesthetically and thematically. It's about like a young man who's very disaffected, trying to find his place in the world, meeting an older woman, like finding that relationship. You have like uh, the, uh, Simon and Garfunkel doing the music, like very iconic music for Graduate. And this is Cat Stevens. So like there's a lot of really similarities. But I think this the sense of humor in this is much darker and it hits me a lot more viscerally it's like the kind of stuff i really enjoy like that moment where he puts on the record and he, yeah josh you just see his feet and then he hangs himself and his mom coming in and just says she's like really harold and then just like <laughs> like totally dismissing it and you immediately understand 
all through visual storytelling. You didn't have to have him have like a fucking monologue in the beginning or like a voiceover. You just immediately understand that relationship that he's doing this for attention. And his mom is completely self-absorbed. She's a San Francisco socialite. She fills out his dating profile with her preferences. Oh yeah, like when right. she's yeah. at the computer. Do you think yeah. that she sex just, is overused on TV? Like she uh, was yeah. so funny. I love. I thought she was so funny. Amazing. Mom. She just was such a good actress. Vivian. Her Pickles. ambivalence was fantastic. I, I would have loved, and I mean, obviously it was, it was shot way back, but that's one of the audition tapes I would have loved to see. You know, her coming in with whatever mm. character that was at the beginning, like because she's doing such a specific thing. You know. Uh, I would yeah. have loved to seen that audition tape, but yeah, she was, she was fantastic. I mean, the last time when he's with the actress and they, um, okay. So one of the last dates <laughs> he's on, yeah, this actress comes in and she's really, her name is summer, sunshine, 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 sunshine. 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 and she's, she's so over the top. It's amazing. I mean, it cracked me up, but he goes and, you know, uses a fake knife and, Faye kills himself and she just immediately starts talking about how she was in Romeo and Juliet and picks up the knife and and starts, you know, stabbing herself and falls and she's dying and he's looking at her having no idea what's going on. And then the mom walks in. And then he's the one who's like, wait, you're being weird. So he gets, he picks up like the fake knife. They're both covered in blood. She's laying down. The mom walks in with the butler or whatever, holding a drink. And it's like, Mm -hmm. Harold, that was your last date. It just that was your last chance. Now you have to go to the army. And it was like, which is an amazing subplot as well. And I, oh, yeah. with his uncle, but yeah. also the just the oh the, my god. Even in that situation, I had the moment of oh, she's gonna think he actually killed somebody for the first time because it's not him. But again, just the sticking with the ambivalence of clearly he didn't kill anybody. He's just wanting attention, and that's your last date. Is I killed me? Yeah. Wait, she she didn't kill herself? No. <laughs> Wait, you thought the girl killed herself? No, it was a fake knife. Yeah, of course. It's a fake knife, Josh. Yeah, but maybe she doesn't know how to use it. No, what do you there's mean? a point it's where she's fake. like, it's not. Re- oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I, I did honestly think that she she's a great actress. She she was committed. She like oh she yeah, to- no, she she clearly has that actor studio training. Uh, but come on, you guys anyway. definitely laughed when she was like, he was really helpful in uh, pursuing and making my instrument better. Uh, that's an a- instrument means oh, my body. Yeah, instrument yeah, means yeah, my yeah. body. I, I Back died. in the seventies, hundred percent. I feel like it. I felt like you guys would would think that was I, funny. That um, whole but the scene uncle, got me. the uncle, I I laugh every time when you first see him in the beginning. He has like two scenes. There's like the beginning of the movie and one towards the end. And in the beginning, when he's like he's like thinking he's like. He, obviously Harold doesn't want to go, but his mom like sets him up and he's like, yeah, like I fought for general MacArthur. He's got a fucking like portrait of Nixon hanging in his <laughs> office. And he's like, the army's great. And he, and like, then it cuts to him after he's already said all these things and he's missing a fucking arm. It is like, I, I became who I am because of the army. And like, he has like a lever in his suit that he pulls and the, the, yeah. Arm, yeah. the sleeve folds out into a that, salute. It's just no, so it's fucking so funny. hilarious. Ridiculous it's, yeah. in the best way. And that's the thing is this movie. It's very dark. Like it's about a, a, a boy with suicidal ideations, which like as the movie goes on, you kind of realize it is just for attention. And I think thematically that's really powerful. Um, and we can get into the ending and why I think that works really well. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, it's it's very funny. It's very funny. It's it's so ridiculous. Also, can you explain? Oh, sorry, you just ahead, sorry. Uh, just because of what you just said, just really quick. That ending is so. When I saw that, I was like, oh, I've seen this. And and uh, if I'm wrong, please let me know. But it felt like that's the scene that I've seen in pop culture a lot. And I didn't realize that that's what it was from. Mm-hmm. Right? Like Simpsons has done that. Family Guy, like South Park. I feel like that's been done. Like that's just that that moment. You know. 
Yeah. Do you mean driving off the cliff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then him obviously being up there and, you know, all that. Like, I feel like I've seen Bart do yeah. that. Or, you know what I mean? Like, did I'm it, sure. Did the, <laughs> I'm film, sure. did the film, like, did it, does it go into a still for you guys, too? It did. Yeah, it did. It did. The, I thought it paused. When the car jumps off the cliff, it, like, yeah. paused. Which is a very it, Thelma and Louise thing. Um, oh, sure. Which I think okay. that if that was earlier, I don't have in the entire, like, film history mm-hmm. timeline in my brain. So I don't know if that was before this. But um, it, I'm sure it was. But, uh, yeah, sorry, Josh. I didn't mean to but, know. Um, what were you yeah. going to say? Well, yeah, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, I can't believe we haven't uh, jumped into the the world's greatest grandma. I mean, um, well, I want to, I want to get, I want to set everything up before we get into mod. Cause okay, that's okay, like okay. most of the conversation. Right, okay, great, be about so set it up. Can you explain? Well, I was, cause I, I was going to say, can you explain the second scene that the uncle's in, in terms of like, <laughs> you know, them to, like walking by the cliff and then, but the reason I brought that up was because mod comes in <laughs> and takes his hand or whatever. And then they, ch- then he chases her or whatever. So that, <laughs> but um want to give a little explanation to mod yeah. real quick <laughs> so harold is a very you know and normally i hate movies about rich people that are bored like rich like on wealthy ennui like just like oh i'm rich but it doesn't matter because i'm not happy because like stories like you know i fucking hate i really don't like lost in translation which is like a huge i know that movie everybody loves that movie but it's like i don't care about this person and, and his problems but when they turn it on its head, like this is Harold is like a kid. He's a teenager. He doesn't really know what he's doing in life. He's directionless. He he thinks that he's obsessed with these things. He thinks that life isn't worth living because he's very sheltered and he doesn't have like anybody in his life who has compassion for him. Like his mom, they, he doesn't have a relationship with his mom. His dad's not in the picture. It's like alluded to that he's dead. Um, he doesn't have any friends. So yeah, he like acts out and thinks he's very more. He drives a fucking hearse. like which is i think fantastic um but how he spends his time is going to funerals uh and of just random people that he doesn't know and at one of these funerals he meets another person who likes to go to funerals maude who is a 79 year old woman who loves life and is so extravagant and does whatever she wants and has no qualms about anything (laughs) And the whole movie is kind of that basic premise where you like you it's a romantic comedy. Like you meet somebody who like shows you what it's like to be alive, except in this case, she's 79 and like has Alzheimer's (laughs) and it's and it's very silly and it's very, um, you know, uh, ridiculous. But I think it's so charming and so funny. I I love her. The second that she Mm -hmm. comes on screen, it's just magical. Yeah, I on top of that, it's, you know, she. I, I do think it's funny that it's com- the complete opposite of what we talked about with what we do in the shadows with the, the young quote vampire with the old lady yeah. and he's like three times her age. <laughs> We're dealing with uh, a relationship that is um, inter- intergenerational. No, I guess. I don't know what you would call it. Um, and, but love it, you know, love is love. And there's an age discrepancy that. for sure. <laughs> Definitely. And, but he's 20 in the movie. Yeah. Um, so back in the seventies, I'm assuming because I think you could still you could actually, you know, you could drink when you're 18. I think back then I forget where the law changed. But but with the relationship with the funeral, what I love about her, she has some of the most quotable. We were, I was actually thinking about when you were mentioning about quotes last episode mm-hmm. is like her whole monologue about the flower and how yeah. everybody's focused yeah. on being this when for the most part, people are like life treats treats you like shit. You know, we all want to be that flower. And it's like. It was so profound, some of the things that she was saying and just the carefree world. But I don't think a lot of the stuff that she would have gotten away with, that she got away with in the movie, would have worked if it wasn't the 70s. And when I say that, I mean, it was, 
technologically a simpler time back then. You could just jump in a car and drive oh, away. Yeah, 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 or yeah. like, you know, the cops weren't as much of a, you know, they, they could, it's like a, an old woman and she's like, okay, go by. Come on, let's get on her bike and just well, drive away, well, which is but hilarious. But the thing is, I think she uses you know? that. Like she like defies people's expectations mm-hmm. of her. And right. I think I'm she saying uses having this movie advantage. in 2020 or this age, it's, it would have been, I think it would have been harder it would to have pull been, off the, the charm. It would have been harder for sure. But I mm. think one of the things is that it's also like, I think they tried to, at least for me, I, I got the vibe that it had like a small town setting. So I think you, you could still get away with it. You just have to like build that relationship with whatever cop. So he's like, oh, it's Maude again. You know what I mean? Tom Skerritt, by the way. <laughs> it was great. Um, from fucking Aliens. Uh, actually, <laughs> oh, wow. I have a question about that. So that scene when she's driving away on the, they're driving away on the bike and he pulls his oh, gun and he's like, um, and then yeah. shoots, but there's not. So what that, and then there's nothing in it. So I was just, what was, what was that? Any ideas? Is, well, yeah, I mean, this is, that is something like, you know, we're, we're dealing in a, in a, a current era of time where police is, you know, it's a very different context for sure. Like this is the seventies, yeah. like cops threatening to shoot people was, could be funny. I think it's just the gun misfired. I don't think it's anything. Oh really? Okay. That deep. Wait, I don't early. think he's walking around with an empty revolver or maybe he wasn't. Maybe that's what makes it ridiculous. I don't know. The police stuff yeah. in this movie. Is I mean, little, I almost, you know, dated but sure. she lit. Yeah. Sorry. I almost made the jump that like the, he was a little crazy and they had taken away his bullets and he knew that. I don't know, but like, I, you know what oh. I mean? <laughs> That, maybe that's it too. That's a fun read. I don't know. I think just like, like my jump that he's a ghost. <laughs> yeah, we're just reading too much into this. <laughs> I don't know. I love. I love anytime she. Yeah, she just. She just jack. She's a carjacker. She's Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, she just. She's 100%. like gets tired of one Four car. Times. She takes another one. Well, the whole thing of like parking on the sidewalk and yeah. the cops are in there trying to find whose car it is, and she's like, "Oh, come here, uh, you know, Harold. Let's just take this car, <laughs> you know." And and then nobody, you know, pays her any mind because she's an old woman, and you're mm. like, okay. Have a good day. You can't take that. It's public well, property. And then, exactly. And then she's like <laughs> driving 50 around the corners. Oh, you know? it's so good. Well, the, the best is the first time yeah. they like, or the second time I guess they really talk. She's like, get in. And then they're driving around. She's like, oh, this is amazing. You ever driven a hearse before? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, how? <laughs> Where? And he's like, this is my car. <laughs> and she had stolen his <laughs> car. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, we talked, speaking of cars, she lives in a train in car. In an abandoned train car. That, which is great. And it's like all these different things that she's collected or stole, <laughs> presumably. Well, there's an amazing you know? uh, moment where, like, uh, you know, she doesn't have anything in her picture frame. Like all of her, all of her picture frames are empty. She doesn't have any photographs. And then she's, you know, she goes, uh, I hate photographs because I feel like they're making fun of me because their image is so sharp and clear and my memories are fading. Oh, I miss that. Which is like a thing where she's like, you know, she clearly has early onset Alzheimer's, early onset dementia. Not early. She's 79, but it's, you know, it's starting to happen. And, and I think that these, like you were saying in the same thing with the flower monologue, like she has these Mm -hmm. moments of clarity and and real dramatic weight to the things that she's saying and that's mm-hmm. i mean i think she's an incredible performance yeah. like it's very wacky and quirky while still remaining like grounded in in the reality that this movie sets up mm. right you know what i mean she's a real person i know we're gonna get to the end brandon when we get to the end but when you see her tattoo i, I don't know if you, you guys obviously caught the tattoo i don't think i did no when they're holding um hands uh in sunset she has a. Uh, a tattoo, a Holocaust tattoo. I did not catch that. Wow. Oh, I did that's not amazing. catch she, that. Um, oh. Which is like one of the things 
that it's like, oh, yeah. this woman has lived sure. a fucking yeah. life. But it also and never talks no, about it. It's the all you need. You just see it, that. and it forms that attitude to um, live every day to the fullest for sure. Like that's that's yeah. really that. Wow, that's amazing. Um, character wise, I. Yeah, that actually adds, that adds, adds a lot. A lot. Um, yeah. And also what, what you were saying, Caleb, about how she has these uh, moments of real lucidity. So I also, I didn't really um, think about or pick up on the vibe that she was, you know, had early onset Alzheimer's or, or anything like that. But you're, I mean, you're right. One of the things I kept thinking is she switches back and forth between these very crazy all over the place scenes where she's stealing cars being a goofball and then these moments where she's giving him advice or life lessons and it's incredibly mm-hmm. deep and you know like you said obviously as a performer she's killing it and it's an amazing back and forth but to have that juxtaposition and especially with what you're saying i hadn't thought about the alzheimer's thing but it even more enforces that idea and it's just impressive very impressive and very well done and so entertaining yeah she tricks him like, you know, she's like, no, you're young and you have your life ahead of you. You should be looking forward to this shit. And she teaches him how to it's weird because it is a romance, but it's also she's like a mother figure. And I do think that this works because it's a young man, and older woman. I think if the gender no, were reversed, it'd be a much, much, much yeah. different story. Um, and, you know, I, I do think Hal Ashby, they wanted to fucking film a scene of them like a sex scene. I think they should have fucking done it. But Paramount was like absolutely fucking well, I, bad, which I think. Well, hold is on, sexist. hold on. I wanted I wanted to talk about that because I think one of the most profound images of the entire movie and was so well done is they do like there's obviously they they go home one night and they have sex. It's like almost at the end of the movie, and the the shot that they show is him sitting in bed in the morning and they're at her place and it's close up on him and it zooms out and he's just sitting there and she's asleep and he's blowing bubbles. And yeah. it's just it's it's such good. a good imagery, or it's such good imagery. Talk, though, did did you, did you guys? Exp- I was weirded out by how much Harry had on. Ah, are we or gonna talk? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> as somebody, as somebody who's had to deal with this, sorry. Uh, like acting wise, yeah, I was like, hey, you probably should have shaved your chest, bro. <laughs> You're playing. Let's well, get twenty. Well, it's the seventies, but I'm just, I just expect like he's got such a baby face. Yeah. I was like, oh right. my god, you have a man chest. It actually, that being said, <laughs> which goes like, how old was he when he filmed this? I don't remember. It actually made it less creepy you know? though in that scene. If I'm honest, I was like, okay, yeah, I guess it makes that it less makes creepy sense. in yeah, that scene. It yeah. would look weird if he can, was just had a. But had then, a can baby we talk body? about the reactions of everybody in his life to the fact that he? Slept he's like, I want to marry, woman. I want to marry Maude. And everybody's like, it's fucking disgusting. Which is like, why? They're perfect for each other. Yeah, love is love. Love is love. Because it's not right. <laughs> you know, it's it's the priest sitting here looking at the camera going, can't ima- imagining a nice, tight. Oh, yeah, God, it's so that funny. Was it's so funny. It's so funny. Sleeping with an old You're taught. <laughs> You're taught body. <laughs> old, like, saggy Jesus. flesh. Just little shit like that. I love there's I mean, there's so many moments I love. I love when he scares off the date and he just burns the camera. He like slowly looks into the camera. It's just like little moments like that. Right. OK, so he does actually look in the camera because we were. Oh, yeah. Ryan and I were watching. No. We're like, oh, shit. He actually broke that quote unquote yeah. fourth wall or yeah. whatever. Which is just a little moment. It only happens once, but I think it's a nice little thing. He's like, yo, I'm fuck. I'm like on a fucking row, dude. I'm like tearing shit up. I like <laughs> I like it. He's like cheeky. Yeah. He's like letting us in on the joke. You know what I mean? He's yeah. Like, and I, I think you kind of needed that because I, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to go on that journey with him. Cause then you see the growth towards the end when he, the grief that he's feeling and the sadness when she's sicker. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Dying. You know, that, that, that is, 
real. I wanted to, you know? yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Those moments, um, what really, what really got me, especially performance wise with the two of them, were their moments of silence. Uh, their moments of really mm-hmm. being locked in with each other. And you could see there was, there was times where, and you know, I don't want to be too guessy about it or, uh, you know, guessing at what they're thinking or what the hell was happening in the scenes for the performers. But there's the, the moment that she tells him that he just took the pills, the mm-hmm. slow build reaction. And you can see them working together. You know what I mean? But it's also fucking hysterical because like this guy who's been faking suicides the whole movie, she goes, yeah, I'll be dead by midnight. And they take, it's, it's so the comedic it's a, timing it's where unbelievable. he goes, what? And yeah. then they cut to the ambulance. Like it's, it's hilarious. It's, and then you yeah. think it's, it's a close up on his know. face for 20 seconds, maybe more. It's long. And it's, it's fantastic. It's long. I, I feel like it's probably closer to ten, and, but it is. Long. It feels long. But it was. It was. You're right. And then that For that sure. comedic beat of it coming in. It was. It was. It was perfect. And then Josh. Yeah. The rest of. I mean that that until the end. I, he's. I mean, he's. Uh, he's doing a phenomenal job. You know. Like I bought yeah. it all. Um. The the moment I like the moment in the middle when he explains why he fakes the suicides. Mm. Yeah. Um, because, you know, attention, he like has a breakdown and, you know, talks about like his watching his mom, like be performatively upset that he's dead or maybe. And then, so that's like a big first moment. And I think, you know, also the end of, uh, her choosing, like she chooses, right. she is, she actually commits suicide and then choose. And then that shows him that he has to live mm. life. And it's like a really beautiful thematic payoff to the setup that's been at the whole movie. And she's like, no, like. 80s the perfect time to die i'm fine and i love you you know I, i'm getting emotional because they are yeah. they do they are in love it's, but she's like but i have to go ending. because it's my i'm done you know i've i've done i did it i've done it and i'm happy and you've made my last moments happy and i and i and i think that i i choose to believe that him sending the car off the cliff but walking away with the banjo is him like i'm now going to go live yeah life. and he's and I think it, it's a very beautiful thing. And he's not just happen. walking away; he's dancing away while he's playing. Yeah, he's you know? like playing his little tune, which they, which Cat Stevens wrote for oh, the movie, beautiful. by the way. If you want to sing out, sing out. And then, like, she has that in the movie, the piano, yeah. and he's plucking along the banjo, and it's, it's, it is, it's a really, really, really sweet yeah. ending. I think. It's uh well, it shows. Sorry, go ahead. The yeah, sorry. Um, but then, Caleb, what you're saying is like that. The bigger message, I think, is what probably make you know does make it for me like oh that's that was a that was a good film is because it's you know the song says if if you want to be high be high if you want to be low be low like you don't have to like live your life according to anything that anybody else Mm -hmm. says and i think that's very poignant today at the same time you know back in the 71 or whatever it's a human experience it's a human experience this broad experience that people have yeah you know even with love it's like it's you know love is an emotion that's on a deep like soul found like a foundational thing that people experience you know and you have to physically choose not to follow that if you don't want like people are like oh i only date people my own age because i want to whatever right but if you find that somebody that you really connect with mentally emotionally and physically like why not you know and it's and even back in 70 this this movie was like yeah hey here's what love looks like you know? I mean, 69 was the summer of love, right? And like this, you have to assume it came out in 71. This, this like movie was probably filmed in the well, late 60s or 1970. Like that carryover of that free love mentality 
was definitely still a thing. Yeah. Especially in San Francisco. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I also did anybody else think that he was going to end up with the actor chick like the actor girl that comes in? No. <laughs> no, I think I think he thought that that was dumb. <laughs> I think he thought her Romeo, her Juliet was like, I don't know. He like I, I, I didn't th- No, He wanted to be with. Yeah, no, but, you know. I thought there was, good, you know, He'll what I'm go saying. on to find love with somebody else. But uh, yeah, I, I think the the, the 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 three women that came in. They're all so the movie, funny. They were all so good. Oh, the one with the, 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 the Sunday like belts girdle thing that she had. <laughs> yeah. and this one, he was burning himself in the backyard. But that shot <laughs> of the mom of the mom and so the, the interviewing the woman or whatever. And she's also excited, like, you know, my sister and she's going to be this and I'm going to be this. I have, I have aspirations. And it's just the slow walk. Yeah. Single shot of him going, covering himself up, pouring gasoline, you know, oh, and she's so and she just sees it out of the corner of her eye when he lights up in flames and she <laughs> screams and runs off, even though he's standing right there. He's like, yeah. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. But, I like it. It's like a little he he does these little magic tricks, which I think connects to what you were sorry, I want to bring it back to what you asked, Josh. Yeah. When he goes to the army recruiter and he starts to get like too into it. <laughs> And he freaks the army guy out. He's like, I want to kill him. I want to fucking kill him. And Maude is like posing as the as the protester. And he's like, I'm going to fucking kill her. He's like, dude, relax. And somehow she falls through like a trap door to the ocean, but she's fine. And they don't explain right. it. <laughs> and he's like, and then he's like, what did you do? Like he, I, it's just so goddamn funny. These so that was, magic that was, all, that was, okay, that was all a ruse. Yeah, they talk yeah. about it right before because she she's like running away. And she's like, he's like, I'm gonna. She goes me. to Maude before and tells her what's happening, and she's like, he's like, is there anything we can do? And he and she's like, yeah, with my experience and your skills, I'm sure there's something we can figure out. <laughs> yeah, she's so encouraging yeah. and and playful, and I God, it was I a really her. fun movie, man. Like, and and a really heartfelt movie at Definitely. the end. I, I really liked it. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. I was like quiet about it last time i remember because we were listening back when we before we published the episodes and you guys were like you don't want to say anything about it like what is this thing i was like no i just want you guys to go in and experience it because like if i was like yeah it's a fucking comedy about a kid who tries to kill himself a bunch of times you guys might have had different expectations (laughs) but you know i I, it sounds like you know if you guys at least appreciated it and i i hope that you've had you had fun because i think it's really great yeah and i think that's kind of what it goes back to what i was saying earlier in terms of these the different kinds of movies that we've seen that I do appreciate. I do uh, appreciate it, even though I may not have liked it. I don't know if I'll watch it again, <laughs> but I will. But I like I talking about it and like sitting down and, um, you know, not, not necessarily being forced to like watch it, but like watching it for this thing. And I'm just sitting there going, wow, like I get like I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. not my appeal. cup of tea, but I, I see what what Caleb gets out of it or what people who love it get out of it, you know, and that's, that's okay. (laughs) You know, different strokes. So do you have anything else to say about it? I could just keep going on and on about how I love specific (laughs) things, but if we want to. No, I think, I think the, the major themes I think have been brought up. And again, I was just, uh, I was just impressed, you know, um, I, I, I was a big fan of the, the whole movie in general. Um, the pacing, the well, music. Thank you for giving it a you know, shot. Editing. There's Cat Stevens. The music is yeah, so good. I really like it. Yeah, I mean, it. the music was such a huge yeah. part of it and like really was phenomenally well done and for worked sure. so well. I, I do I do feel like just really quickly because we, we I skirted over. I meant to bring this up earlier. Um, just visually, I love it how it's yeah. presented. I think it's shot very well. It, it To me, it feels there are lots of shots that feel like 
oh, Wes Anderson like probably loves this movie. Yeah. Sure. Do you know what I mean? And got like yeah. inspiration. Like I love when they're in the cemetery and you see them with all the gravestones, like yeah. the white gravestones. Oh, right. It pulls out. Yeah. It's like a really cool shot. I like the shot of when he's in the pool and, and his mom's doing the laps. He's like floating <sighs> there. Um, yeah. As visually, I think it's also really well done and we didn't really talk that much about it. I want to shout it out, but I, I, I love this movie. I give it a 4.5 out of five. I think it's fucking really charming and sweet and excellent. Uh, I'm going to give it a four. I liked it a lot. And there was a lot of things that, um, a lot of things about it that opened my mind up, uh, especially acting wise with uh, that kid's performance and the importance of slowing it down. Um, I thought he was, that was yeah. very impressive on his part. Obviously, the, you know, the woman who plays Maud was a wrecking ball of an actress in it and was Ruth, fantastic. Ruth Gordon. She's fucking amazing. Uh, but yeah, I thought he really took some moments, uh, that kid and really slowed it down. And it was, it was really, uh, it worked. It worked really well. Um, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a 3.5. I think it's, it's better than middle of the road, but I, you know, like I said, like I said, it's not, it's not my cup of tea, <laughs> but I appreciate, I did laugh a couple times. Um, <laughs> I, and for me, the music was the best part for me. Cause it was, I'm a music guy. You know, so. Um, yeah. real quick, because I totally forgot to do this. And Josh, thank you for reminding of this earlier. I am in Canada and I was able to watch it on Amazon Prime. If anybody's interested in watching it uh, in Canada. Yep, it's Amazon Prime. It's yep. Amazon Prime. Also Amazon countries. Prime in the States. Yeah. So nice and easy. If you want to watch this movie, go check it out on Amazon Prime. Well, hopefully they watched it before. Yeah. Um, I said I said it's on Amazon Prime in both countries. When I no, you just, oh, I get it. So, <laughs> I'm just saying, yes, bro. I'm just if saying. If you want to watch it again after our discussion, <laughs> Amazon Prime. You have been reminded. Reminded. <laughs> so... So Gosh, I, it's you. That's finally. Uh, so that was our our comedy cycle. I know there's hundreds of movies we could have picked, but I'm glad we picked those three. Definitely, kind of casts a uh, a nice little net. Um, so my next movie, because we don't we didn't really pick a cycle this time, a a movie that I I happened across the while I was at Barnes and Noble for the Criterion Collection um, little sale that's going on until August second. A movie that Ryan picked out because he'd heard about it and was interested called Tokyo Drifter. Hell yeah, brother. 1960s, Japanese, and it's it looks like um, it's it's actually been um, been said to be a lot of influence to a lot of directors and movie makers um, over time. It, but it's very um, John Wick. Oh, it's not a race car movie. Okay. No, no, it's not Tokyo Drift. Don't, hey, it's don't, Tokyo Drift. Don't say that. Like, I'm crazy for that's where my mind went. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Tokyo Drifter. It's about it's a, it's, it's about a man. So it's I'm, about a man. About a man. <laughs> not saying much more. I'm real. I, I literally saw it and I and I thanked Caleb. I was like, I'm so excited because I know Caleb. Hopefully, he's going to really enjoy this movie. I think it's I on. It's on the Criterion awesome. Collection, the streaming service. Is um, there a? I'm sure you can rent it. I didn't dub? look it up. No. That's, uh, well, yes. No, there's subtitles. There are subtitles. subtitles. Okay, subtitles. Good. Cool. Yep. Um, so it's a foreign film, and if it wasn't for this podcast, I wouldn't have discovered it because I appreciate Japanese cinema, you know. <laughs> but this is even before House. Oh. You know? So it's, it's a decade um, before House. It's 1966. Decade, 1966. And I do, th- but I, they did pull from a lot of like Western type of like, they try to really set up the shots, but the shots, shots are beautiful. I look forward to watching it again. 
I mean, I'm really, really excited on what you guys think. It's really fun. Yeah, I'm fucking I'm stoked, also dude. stoked, I'm really dude. That's a great poll. I'm excited. That's the oldest film, Who's the, do we know, do you know no. who the director is? Uh, I'm not, <laughs> Caleb, that's, that's uh, you. I, I only ask because I know he's looking name. at it on his phone right now. That's the, I, I wasn't just no, going to call I, you out I, like I just that. don't know how to pronounce <laughs> his name because, um, I, I'll just fuck it up. It's Seijin Suzuki. Oh. Um, you know, I, I think, I hope that's how you pronounce it. I, right? I feel like you but nailed no, the Suzuki uh, part for sure. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's also fair. Uh, no, he has, a, he has this other movie called Branded to Kill, which is pretty excellent. And he's made cool. a bunch of other stuff. But no, I'm really excited to do this. Yeah, yeah I've, I've been told that it influences a lot. And there's some stuff, bonus stuff on Criterion that I'm interested to dive into. Amazing. Um, I love it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love it. Uh, filmmaking at its finest. Dude. So next week, Tokyo Drifter. Should so, yeah. we watch? Oh, wait. Am I up next after that? Because then we're definitely going to have yeah. to watch Tokyo Drifter. <laughs> We'll watch Tokyo Drift and we'll have Marlon come That's on. A, do, okay. Do you guys want to do that? I can. Okay. We'll, yes. We'll, we'll Let's ask him we'll if ask he wants him. to. We can cut we this out this if this out turns if, out to not if be true. It doesn't go well. Uh, yeah. But I want to do. I want to do no, that. No, but uh, Josh, I'm super stoked. That's awesome. Um, to Japanese films Perfect. especially like the the older Japanese films is something that I've wanted to get into and watch. So that's dude. I'm pumped for that. Great choice. Yeah, I'm really stoked. Awesome. Thank you, man. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. So sign off. Yes. Uh. Caleb, do you want to do it or do you want me to? I didn't do it. Uh, yeah. Thanks for watching three MFAers on Harold and Maude. Uh, join us next time for a fucking banger. Uh, <laughs> Tokyo Drifter. Uh, you can find me, Caleb, at uh, letterboxd.com slash CJCASDS. You can uh, go to filmreviewdaily.com for a new film review every day. Sometimes it's me. A lot of the time it's going to be other people. Uh, I think Brandon said he was going to link the video that I made in the description. <laughs> so fucking debate me, you fucking plebs come at me, wow. bro. I'm fucking, <laughs> I, will, I, I will link uh, Caleb's YouTube video to our Instagram. So you can find it at Instagram, three MFAers podcast on Instagram. I'll put it up on YouTube as well. Three MFA, three MFAers podcast at YouTube. Uh, you can find oh, yeah. us on Spotify, Apple, Google, podcast pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast you can find us mm-hmm. yep and follow us individually when you can on the social media you know facebook instagram you know at stir s-t-e-r i forgot to do that last time <laughs> s-t-e-r underscore joshua and then brandon at brandon kyle mcpherson yep thank Did you yep, right? at brandon kyle mcpherson yeah so thank you thank you for listening and i hope you guys enjoyed so bye bye adios bye.